0: Good morning, Rock Hill, and happy Easter. I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. And I'm believing that today is going to be a special Resurrection Sunday as we worship the Lord together. And I'm excited about today, but I'm excited about when we get to gather again in person. It's going to be an awesome time. The other day, I was watching my daughter, Blakely, and she was having a full-on conversation with her hand. And as I was watching that, I thought, man, it is time for this quarantine to come to an end. And I'm looking forward to the time when we can come back together again and worship the Lord physically and corporately together. But I believe that today is going to be a special Easter Sunday and I'm so glad that you have tuned in today. And it seems like no matter where we look today, there's just bad news that's surrounding us. It seems like there's bad news with disease and death and sickness and financial instability and economic crisis. And we don't have to look hard to hear some bad news. And recently I saw a video from John Krasinski. He's an actor, you know him as Jim from The Office. And he put out a video that he simply called Some Good News and it went viral. And I thought about that and I thought, why did that video go viral? And it's because people are desperate and they are longing to hear good news. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs that as cold water is to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. And people are searching and desperate to hear something good. And today, I'm so excited that we're celebrating on Easter Sunday because we are celebrating the good news. We're celebrating the greatest news in the history of the world. And that is the fact that Jesus conquered sin, He conquered death, and He conquered the grave. And today, we worship a risen Savior. And so, I'm looking forward to celebrating today with you. And if you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to grab grab your Bible and go to Mark chapter 16. And uh, we're going to rediscover some truths from the empty tomb. And today I want to bring a message that I'm calling good news for a change. And our story begins in Mark chapter 16, verse number one, where the Bible says this And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And so Mark chapter 16 begins with Mary and these women, and they are on a journey to visit the body of Jesus. And the Bible tells us that they brought with them sweet spices. And the reason they brought those spices was not to preserve the body of Jesus, but it was to show love and dedication for Him. And so they are traveling to visit Jesus at the tomb, and they are about to make an incredible discovery. And I love that the Bible tells us that it was a group of women that first made this discovery. In fact, it was a woman that first saw the resurrected body of Jesus. And this is a significant detail because in ancient culture, A woman was not held in high regard, and the input of a woman was not valued. In fact, a woman was not even legally allowed to testify in a court of law. And the reason this detail is significant is because if the disciples were to fabricate a story about a resurrected Jesus, which many people think they did, they would not have chosen a woman to be the first one to see Jesus because they would have recognized and realized that a woman would not even be able to testify in a court of law. And so if they were going to make up a lie about Jesus resurrecting from the grave, they wouldn't have told the lie in such a way. And so what this tells us is that Jesus has an incredible love for women, and it adds validity to the resurrection story. And then in verse number two, it says this, and very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? Can you imagine the emotions that those women would have been feeling that day? They would have been scared. They would have been exhausted. They would have been filled with anxiety and worry. On a practical level, they have this conversation in Mark 16 where they say, how are we even gonna roll the stone away to anoint the body of Jesus? they're scared, they're panicked, and they wake up early. And the Bible says in verse number four, and when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away for it was very great. And they came to the tomb and they made this incredible discovery that the stone was no longer there. And they looked inside and Jesus was not there, but there was an angel there. And the angel delivers the message of good news. It's the greatest news in the history of the world. And today I wanna look at this message that the angel delivers and find hope from an empty tomb. As the angel spoke that day, he delivered good news for four different reasons. First, this was a message of peace. It says this in verse number five, And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Now that word affrighted is an old English word, but in the Greek it means to be terrified. It means to be scared to death. And these women were filled with fear. The other night, our alarm system went off in our home in the middle of the night. And I jumped up and I went downstairs to survey the situation. And I checked all of the doors and all of the windows and everything seemed to be okay. But as I rounded a corner, I saw a shadow of a person standing there. And I jumped back so big and I froze. And then I realized that that shadow was my own shadow. You know, sometimes fear has a way of paralyzing our progress. And the devil knows something. The devil knows that if he can get us scared, he can get us stagnant. And so the message that the angel delivered that day was, hey, do not be afraid. It was a message of peace. And I love what the Bible says in Psalm 27, verse number one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And so this message was a message of peace. And yes, the pain of Friday is real, And yes, the discouragement from Saturday is real, but the hope of Sunday is real as well. And the message from the empty tomb that day to these ladies was a message that brought peace to their lives and peace to their situation. Today, I don't know what you're going through. You might be filled with fear. Your anxiety in the season might be through the roof, but whatever you're going through, I believe that Jesus can give you a peace that passes all understanding That means it is a peace that transcends human thinking. Jesus wants to give you peace in the middle of whatever you might be going through. The Bible says in Romans 15, 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I love those two words in that verse where he says, in believing. What is he saying? Paul is saying, when we express faith, we will experience peace. And many times we are not experiencing the peace that God has for us because we are not expressing the faith that we need to express. C.S. Lewis was one of the most profound and prolific Christian authors, but he wasn't always a Christian. In fact, he spent many years of his life as an atheist, denying the deity of Jesus Christ. But after much investigation and examination, he came to the saving knowledge of Jesus and he put his faith in Jesus alone. And he got married to his wife, Joy, And soon after their marriage, they discovered that she had cancer. And she had a very serious battle with that cancer. And the last words that she ever spoke from her deathbed to her husband, C.S. Lewis, were these words, I am at peace with God. I wonder today, are you at peace with God? Because the message of the empty tomb is a message of peace. Do not be afraid, the angel says. And so the angel delivered a message of peace, but it was also a message of victory. It says in verse number six, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. And I love that the angel removes any doubt as to the whereabouts of Jesus' body. He says the reason Jesus is not here is not because somebody moved his body, No, the disciples didn't steal his body. The reason he is not here is because he is risen. He is alive and well. And then I love at the end of verse number six where he says, Behold the place where they laid him. The angel says, Hey, see for yourself, check it out. Behold the place where they laid him. I love that we have a check it out kind of faith. We don't have the kind of faith that says, Hey, just believe and don't ask any questions. No, we have the kind of faith that says hey check it out for yourself see the claims of jesus study the historical evidence for the resurrection we can believe in jesus based on fact the fact of the resurrection in fact the bible says in acts chapter 1 verse number 3 to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs and so jesus showed himself alive up to over 500 people at once there are many infallible proofs the message from the empty tomb was a message of great victory that is based and rooted in the fact the historical reliability of the resurrection of jesus in fact the bible says this in 1 corinthians 15 verse number six and after that he was seen above 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remaineth unto this present but some are fallen asleep And so Paul is telling the church at Corinth, hey, those 500 people that saw the resurrected Jesus, they're still around. Go ask for yourselves. Go find out and study the fact that Jesus is alive and well today. We worship a God who has defeated the grave. And because he is victorious, we can be victorious as well. And so no matter what you're going through today, I believe that in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. The Bible says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so the angel delivered a message of peace and a message of victory, but he also gave a message of purpose. And the Bible says this in verse number seven of Mark chapter 16, the angel said, but go your way and tell his disciples. And so the angel looked to those women that day And he said, now you have an assignment. You have to go your way and tell the disciples. And I love how the message of the empty tomb is a message of purpose. Before this, as they were walking, they didn't have direction. They weren't sure what to do next. But now because of the empty tomb and because of the good news of the gospel, now they have purpose. Now they're to go and to tell people that Jesus is alive. And I wanna encourage you today, wherever you find yourself, that there is purpose in your situation and that God does have a purpose for your life. And see, without the resurrection, really purpose falls apart. In fact, uh, Stephen Hawking, he famously said that we are just an advanced breed of monkeys on a minor planet of a very average star. Essentially, he's saying, hey, uh, this is all just chance. This is all just an accident, mishap. And so nothing really matters. In fact, uh, Ernest Hemingway, he famously said that life is a dirty trick. It's a short journey from nothingness to nothingness. See, the truth is today that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then none of this really matters. Then, sure, we can have some short-term pleasure and we can pursue some short-term happiness, but at the end of the day, all of this is really just vanity. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 32, if after the manner of man I have fought with the beasts at Ephesus, what advantage It me if the dead rise not. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die." Paul said, man, if Christ did not raise from the dead, then let's just eat and drink and be merry. Let's just pursue pleasure and do whatever we want because none of this really matters. In fact, he said in verse 14 of the same chapter, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. He says none of this really matters if Christ did not rise from the grave. But the good news for you and I is that Jesus did conquer the grave. And because Jesus is alive, that means that we have purpose today. And we don't just have rules to live by, we have a reason to live for, because Jesus is alive and well. And so the message from The Empty Tomb is a message of purpose. And so the good news from The Empty Tomb was a message of peace, and it was a message of victory, and it was a message of purpose, but I want you to see finally today that it was a message of restoration because Mark's Gospel in verse number seven says this, but go your way, tell his disciples and Peter. And I love that the angel includes those two words, and Peter. See, the angel wanted to make sure that those women left that day and they went and specifically found Peter. Now, why is that important? because just a few hours before, Peter had denied Christ three times. He couldn't even have the courage to stand up to a teenage girl and say that, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. Peter must have been filled with grief. He must have been filled with guilt. He must have had tormented thoughts about how he had failed Jesus. But the angel says, hey, this good news from the tomb, it's for even Peter. It was a message of restoration. This means that God is far more interested in your potential than He is your performance. It's not about our past baggage and what we have done. It's all about what Jesus has done for us on the cross, and that His grace is greater than our past, and that His grace is greater than our sin, and that His grace is greater than anything that we have done or that we might do in our future. And this is the beauty of the Gospel message and Peter. This message changed Peter's life. In fact, in John's Gospel, in John chapter 21, Peter was so excited uh, to see Jesus. When Peter was in a boat, he saw Jesus on the shore. And he was so excited that he just jumped into the water and he swam to Jesus because Peter was so relieved and excited to know that God still loved him and that God still had a plan for his life. And I just wanna encourage you today, whatever your past looks like, whatever has brought you to this place that you are today, that the message of the empty tomb is a message of restoration. Billy Graham used to say that you're born, you suffer, you die, fortunately there's a loophole. Fortunately, there is hope in Jesus Christ. Yes, death is inevitable, but death is not the end of the road. And that is the beauty of the cross and the wonder of the empty tomb. The Bible says this in John chapter 11, verse number 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. This has been the theme for us on this Easter at Rock Hill, from death to life, because we can have a home in heaven forever. We can live with Jesus for all of eternity because of what Jesus did on the cross because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and for me. See, there's something that we all share in common today, and that is that we all sin. The Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. No matter how good we try to be, we're never going to attain the standard of perfection that is in Jesus Christ. And so because of our sin, the Bible tells us that we are separated from God. But here's the good news. The wages of sin is death, but The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so today, no matter what your education status might be, no matter what your background is, no matter what your family history is, you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have a home in heaven forever. The Bible puts it this way in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And this is the good news from the empty tomb, that we can have a home in heaven and that we can experience salvation and the forgiveness of sins. And it's not based on what we can do. It's based on what Jesus did for us on the cross. Those verses go on to say, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on me shall not be ashamed, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, doesn't matter what your background is. For the same Lord over all is rich unto them that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the gospel message. This is the life-giving, the life-changing message of Jesus. Today, do you know Him? Today, have you experienced the life-giving and the life-changing message of Jesus Christ? Because of the cross and because of the empty tomb, You can live eternally. You can have everlasting life, but it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. Today, the world is filled with bad news, but you can trust in the good news of Jesus Christ. Today, you can accept Him as your Savior. Maybe you're watching this today and you thought that you had a relationship with God and you thought that you had a little bit of religion but I wanna encourage you today that salvation is not about religion. It's not about being good. It's only in trusting in Jesus and Jesus alone. And so I wanna encourage you today, wherever you are, if you're watching at home or with some friends, I wanna encourage you right now, you can pray and invite Jesus Christ into your life. You can accept the free gift of salvation on this Easter Sunday morning. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna lead in a simple prayer. And of course, a prayer uh, alone doesn't save you. But faith in Jesus Christ alone by His grace can save you. And so today I'm gonna pray a simple prayer. And wherever you're watching from, I would encourage you, if you don't know that you have a home in heaven and you don't know that Jesus is your Savior, you can pray along with me and you can invite Jesus into your life today. Let's have a word of prayer together. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong. I can resonate with Peter who made a lot of mistakes. I know that I'm imperfect. But God, today I wanna turn from my sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and that He rose again on the third day. And today I accept Christ into my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for a home in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I just wanna say congratulations and welcome to the family. That's the greatest decision that you could ever make, to know that you have a home in heaven and a relationship with God. And we just wanna rejoice with you. And so I wanna encourage you, wherever you're watching from, you can leave a comment in the comment section that says, I prayed that prayer. Or you can uh, email us at hello at rockhill.church and just say, I prayed that prayer. And we would love to rejoice with you and get some information into your hands that could be a blessing. And uh, we hope that we can uh, help you in this new walk with Christ. Thank you again so much for tuning in on this Easter Sunday. And I'm praying that you have a fantastic rest of your day today.